It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring. They launch exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. You are locked on Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals Podcast. I am just trying to get through this intro. I'm Jake Lisko. I'm your host. James will be with me a little bit later. It's already 1132 Eastern time as I record the beginning of this podcast. He's doing the post-game pressers down at Paul Brown Stadium. I will take you through perhaps the least likely outcome of a Bengals football game since Chad Johnson guaranteed a win over the Chiefs. No one guaranteed this win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. In fact, I was as pessimistic as you could possibly be for the Bengals' chances to win this game with Ryan Finley. But against all odds, against 14 and a half point odds to be more precise. The Bengals won. The Bengals won this football game 27 to 17. We're going to start the show as we always do in the post game shows by telling you how the game went the way it did. We'll talk about the implications and the takeaways afterwards. But before we get into that, I'm just going to take a moment to connect with all of you out there. I was just laughing. For so much of this game, there was that third quarter that was a little scary. The the Steelers counterpunched, but the Bengals took it. They took it on the chin. It didn't phase them. And it's great 
There's literally no downside to this. This is just like week 17 last year. The Bengals had clinched their pick. The Bengals still have the third overall pick in the draft. And this has been a hard season. This has been a hard year. And on the Monday before Christmas, the Bengals have delivered for their fans. And so everybody out there, myself included, we can all just enjoy this one. It feels good, man. And I hope it feels good for everybody out there listening as well. What what a game. What a game. Let's talk about how they got there. On Monday night, the Cincinnati Bengals became the first team since St. Louis beat the New Orleans Saints as 14-point underdogs at home on October 30th, 2011 to win as a home team that was a 14 or greater point underdog. They did it in the most unlikely of ways, going up 17-0 to at halftime and finishing the game, never relinquishing their lead. They led this one wire to wire and honestly actually looked in control for a vast majority of the game. Now, how did it happen? Ben Roethlisberger played perhaps his worst game as a professional, certainly his worst game against the Cincinnati Bengals. By my count, he had at least eight turnover-worthy throws that either the Bengals got their hands on or were batted at the line of scrimmage, including one that Margus Hunt got his hand on in the middle of the defensive line that probably was intercepted by a linebacker behind him who was jumping a slant if Hunt doesn't get his hand up in the passing lane. The Bengals ended up plus three in the turnover margin, and despite eight of those turnover-worthy throws, the Bengals suffered from a lot of dropped interceptions tonight. Their only pick coming from Mackenzie Alexander just sitting underneath a route that Ben Roethlisberger tried to throw, and he really just threw it right to Alexander, who was sitting pretty much by himself in his own. Alexander took that one back into Steelers' territory and notably high-stepped his way out of bounds around the 40-yard line, right around midfield. He got hit late out of bounds, perhaps because he was showboating a little bit there, and that tacked on 15 yards to the end of that interception return. The Bengals ended up scoring a touchdown. That took them to 17-0 in the second quarter. Before that interception, the Bengals came away with two fumble recoveries, one of them on a failed exchange at the snap where Ben Roethlisberger couldn't quite handle it, and David DeCastro was pulling across the formation, knocking the ball to the Bengals' side of the line of scrimmage. It looked like the snap almost went forward. The other one came on perhaps Von Bell's best play as a Cincinnati Bengal, and he's actually had some really good ones, especially in the second half of the season as he has become more comfortable in this Bengals' defense. But John David Smith-Schuster, better known as Juju Smith-Schuster, has made a tradition of doing TikTok dances on opposing team logos when the Steelers go on the road Von Bell made it known during the week that he thought that Smith-Schuster was, quote, young-minded and perhaps needed to be a little bit more respectful. He made Juju pay. Smith-Schuster published his TikTok video doing a dance on the Bengals' B at midfield, spiking some footballs in the pregame. And Von Bell, on a crossing route that he was just sitting on, he was in the hole on what looked like a cover one defense and saw Juju Smith-Schuster crossing the formation and just comes down on it hard. Smith-Schuster takes three steps and Von Bell puts his helmet on the football. Initially, it was ruled an incomplete pass on the field, but after review, it was clear that he took three steps. That ball came out. 
The Bengals lost 10 yards of field possession on the ensuing fumble recovery that wasn't, but still end up with a field goal there. And that was their first points of the game for Austin Seibert drilling it in lieu of Randy Bullock, who was inactive again. That lead held on for the rest of the game. Despite all of the Bengals media in the world pointing out that the Bengals have been up on Ben Roethlisberger 17-0 before in his career, and Ben Roethlisberger came back to win, not so tonight. Ben Roethlisberger continued to play mostly poorly, although he did put together one quick four-play 67-yard touchdown drive and then a 10-play, again, 67-yard field goal drive to get it to 10-17. to Outside of that, he went back to his turnover-worthy throw kind of plays. The Bengals answered with a 9-play, 80-yard touchdown drive, led by Ryan Finley. Early in the game, their lead was built off of turnovers from their defense. They got short fields, but Ryan Finley led the Bengals on a read option play on a QB draw for an 80-yard touchdown drive when the Bengals really needed it. That effectively put the game away. That put the Bengals up 24-10. It was a great play-calling series. For Zach Taylor, pushing the right buttons in the run game, keeping the Steelers' defense on their heels. Pittsburgh did answer with a 12-play, 75-yard touchdown drive. But after a quick Bengals six-play, took three minutes and 15 seconds off the clock, had to punt, they put the Steelers in a four and out. Roethlisberger sailed his fourth down attempt to James Washington as Carl Lawson dropped him. Carl Lawson, by the way, had a great game in the pass rush. The Bengals took the ball back, got a first down, kicked a field goal, and that was it. 27 to 17. The Cincinnati Bengals with the biggest upset win that I can remember since Chad Johnson's guarantee. Coming up next, I'm going to give out some game balls. James Rapine will be joining me for segment three of today's program. He is still dealing with those Zoom press conferences now at about 12.05 a.m. as I record this. So coming up next, I'm going to give out some game balls. And I've got a lot. There are a lot of guys that put together performances I really like tonight on both sides of the ball. The good vibes continue here on the Lockdown Bengals podcast coming up next. Speaking of good vibes, you could have made a whole lot of money if you bet on the Bengals on betonline.ag just to win straight up. You would have multiplied your bet by some magnitudes. BetOnline.ag is the place that has you covered for whatever you want to bet on. They're the one place we trust. Sign up today for a free account. That's BetOnline.ag. We got a promo code for you. Locked on. You get 50% added to whatever you deposit for your welcome bonus. Maybe you're feeling good because the Bengals just opened as eight and a half point underdogs on the road in Houston. They were just 14-plus point underdogs. They won at home. Eight-and-a-half point dogs to a much worse team, at least on paper, in the Houston Texans. Maybe you want to let it roll. No matter how you like to bet, if it's player props, if it's against the spread, if it's straight up, if it's parlays, if it's individual games, betonline.ag has what you need. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. You can get in on the action. Again, that's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked on. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. 
Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. We're going to do a game ball segment on the Locked On Bengals post-game show. Victory Tuesday. Man, I was not anticipating feeling really good right now. I feel great. Literally no downside. You get the Schadenfreude of the Steelers now questioning whether or not they've got any chance in hell in the playoffs. You've got Bengals fans feeling good about beating their rival. You've got good feelings for all the players in Cincinnati that have been struggling through another year. You've got Zach Taylor making some tangible improvements on his record. He's actually now halfway, I saw someone say, to matching Marvin Lewis's win total in Paul Brown Stadium against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm loving everybody that's tweeting at me today. In case you didn't know, you can tweet at me at Jake underscore NFL at James at James Rapine and at the podcast at Lockdown Bengals on Twitter. That's a primary way we interact with the people out there. So if you'd like to send us your questions or just say, hey, interact with us at all, make sure you follow those Twitter handles. We're going to have a mailbag coming up tomorrow for our traditional midweek mailbag on Tuesdays. With all that out of the way, let's give out some game balls, shall we? Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Ryan Finley, who I was very fickle with, let's say, or up and down on in this game. He could not throw the ball downfield a lick. He missed T. Higgins downfield. He did hit A.J. Green on a vertical route, which was nice to see. But under through Alex Erickson, under through, uh, as I mentioned, T. Higgins, And the passing offense was struggling. He did go 7 for 13 in the end for just 89 yards. Good for a 101.1 quarterback rating because he had one touchdown and zero interceptions. He looked a little oblivious in the pocket early in the game, but seemed to manage a lot better as the game went on, stepping up into some pockets, making some actually really nice plays, including one where he stepped up in the pocket, took a vicious shot from two Steelers, and fit in a ball for a first down to A.J. Green. He played a really good game, and and the highlights were the running. He took a QB draw for first down on a critical third down. He took a read option later on that drive, 23 yards for a touchdown. Ryan Finley played a gutty game. He played a gritty game. You're not going to get a whole lot more than that from him, and for that, Ryan Finley earns a game ball from this podcaster. The second game ball on offense goes to Giovanni Bernard and the run blocking. They combined to actually have a great effort. The yards per carry looked bad, just 3.3 yards per carry for Gio on 25 carries. That totals 83 yards. He had a touchdown. He also had a touchdown receiving on a little angle throw. 14 yards is only catch of the game. So two touchdowns for Gio on offense. 
But to my eye test, Gio was making the most out of pretty much every running opportunity he got. He forced the Steelers to miss some tackles. His touchdown run was a really good play where he bounced it to the outside. The touchdown catch was a really good play, catching a ball in traffic, navigating that to make sure he got the touchdown. Because with this team, you you take all the points you can get when you can get them. With this offense, it was a struggle for them tonight. It was a struggle for them, and they scored 21 points anyway, a lot of those coming off of turnovers. And speaking of turnovers, let's transition to the defensive side of the ball, which was incredibly impressive tonight. The Pittsburgh Steelers coughed up one fumble all on their own, but I fell in love for the first time with Von Bell. John David Smith-Schuster, you might know, is not one of my favorite players in the NFL. Von Bell talked about his practice of dancing on logos during the week. He was asked about the forced fumble he had after the game, and it was a perfect hit. He was sitting on it. It was a perfect hit. He was asked about it after the game. This is what he had to say. What did you see during that play? I seen 19. <laughs> Can you hear the smirk on his face? If you can't go watch it, Joe Daneman had the tweet. And Von Bell with that perfect hit. He also had a pretty good game generally all around. He did miss a tackle somewhere. He had a tackle for a loss, but that play endeared him to me forever. I really don't like Smith Schuster. I think he's incredibly immature, mostly because of his choreographed touchdown celebration in which he memorialized a play on which he concussed a player. He concussed a human being and he did it when he was committing a penalty in doing so. Later in the season against the Bengals, he brought that out as a touchdown celebration. He reenacted it. And I'll just never get over it. Call it a grudge. Call it sour grapes. Call it crying. Tell me to grow up if you want. But celebrating concussing somebody on a play that was illegal in a premeditated manner to rub it in their face, I'll never like him. Never like him. And he's not even that good. So Juju coughs up the football. The Bengals, after a review, get it back. Fantastic play for Von Bell. For that alone, he gets a game ball from this podcaster. The Bengals also had nine QB hits. Most of those came from Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson had an amazing game. He had a strip sack fumble. He had a huge tackle for a loss on a Chase Claypool jet sweep, I believe it was. And he just didn't bite. He was just there waiting. Amazing play on its own. And... It put the Steelers in third and 14. The Bengals would get off the field on the very next play on a Mackenzie Alexander interception. One of the many interceptable balls Ben Roethlisberger threw on the night that led to the Bengals taking over deep in Pittsburgh territory and led to a 26 yard touchdown drive that put the Bengals up 17 to zero at the time. And that's a combination of two game ball players, Carl Lawson, who had a great game as a pass rusher. A pretty good game as a run defender, too, highlighted by that play he made on Chase Claypool that I just talked about. And Mackenzie Alexander, two passes defense to go along with his interception. The entire secondary honestly played great. You can talk about William Jackson dropping an interception and then having a pass interference penalty that led to a Steelers touchdown that kind of kept them in the game. You could see that pass interference penalty going either way. I can see why they called it. I'm not complaining about it. I thought William Jackson generally played a pretty good game, but Darius Phillips was a star tonight. Three passes defense. He had a tackle for a loss as well, breaking up a swing pass into the backfield. Jesse Bates also had a pass defense, but Darius Phillips, he did get beat for a touchdown to Deontay Johnson. You could see maybe some Bengals fans on Twitter I saw talking about Deontay Johnson pushed off. I didn't quite see that. 
I saw that that Phillips almost made a play. He just missed it. It was a really good throw. But three passes defense, including a great diving effort at a near interception on the first drive of the game. Great, great game for Darius Phillips. The entire secondary, like I said, Carl Lawson had a really nice game. Mike Daniels flashed. I always love watching Stanley Morgan on special teams, but didn't, on my first watch anyway, see anything particularly exciting from him. And I think the last thing is, you got to give Zach Taylor and Lou Anarumo some credit in this one. Zach Taylor, like I said earlier in the show, when he needed a touchdown drive, he pushed all the right buttons. He pushed all the right buttons for one drive that culminated in a Ryan Finley read option touchdown. A Ryan Finley QB keeper read option touchdown. That was a play that, that put the game effectively out of reach for the Steelers. They only scored 17 points. A game they were favored by 14. A game I couldn't see how Cincinnati was going to score. But instead, they, they put up 21 points of offense. A lot of that coming off turnovers. Great job to Luana Rumo's defense. And for one game, you credit everybody involved with the Bengals organization for getting it done. Pittsburgh is not a bad football team, although it appears that they peaked at the wrong time. And they're certainly not as good as any other 11-win team I've ever seen. At least I think. But you credit everyone in the Bengals organization for this win. It's a huge win. It's against a rival. It's in prime time. You're down to your third quarterback. You're missing your star running back. You're missing your first, I don't know how many, defensive tackles. All of them. And you win the game. They get a total team effort. They get a total team win. You feel great for those guys in that locker room. And James Rapine will be joining me coming up next to see if it means anything. I feel like it has to mean something. We'll get James's take coming up next. Zach Taylor just broke through his Pittsburgh Steelers wall. And if you're anything like me, you might lose sleep after such an exciting win for this franchise. And if you need to break through a wall tomorrow at the gym or today at the gym on Tuesday, if you're listening to this on a Tuesday, Built Go has you covered. It's a one and a half ounce package. It'll fit easily in your briefcase. You can throw it in your gym bag, put it in your pocket. However, you need to get it where you need to be. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's a five hour energy without the same crash feeling later. And it's natural. It's great for your body. It's got protein to go with a little bit of caffeine to get you going. A monster energy drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, chocolate, mint. Like all of the Built products, it obviously tastes great. It's got that energy gel combined with collagen proteins, fast absorbing to get you going quickly. Go check it out at BuiltGo.com. Use promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED. 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. 
And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. James, it is well past midnight your time. You're still at Paul Brown Stadium. I said before I brought you onto the show that to me, this has to matter. This feeling that I have right now, because I'm admittedly still a Bengals fan, this is the best I've felt about the Bengals in a very long time. And, and it's a game in an inconsequential season. But man, does it feel good to beat the Steelers in prime time and to do it when you're that short-handed? To me, it, it matters. Does this matter for Zach Taylor, does this matter for you as, as somebody who's trying to evaluate what's going on in Cincinnati? Does it matter? Absolutely, it matters uh, 100%. And that's why, you know, a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago we were doing this. And I forget which loss it was after. I think it was the Giants. It was the first game, full game, without Joe Burrow. And it was kind of like, man, I think we have the, 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 this is it. Like, this is what Zach is. But the reality is, is there were games left to be played and, and games against quality opponents and measuring sticks. And how does this team react and how do they respond and how do they play? And what I saw out there on, on Monday night was a team that came out. They were the aggressor from the jump. They cared more than the Steelers. And that usually happens. You, you see it every week, right? The Falcons cared more than the Bucks for two and a half quarters. And guess who ended up winning? Tampa Bay. And that's the kind of the feeling, right, that you had in the second half, the same third quarter issues. They don't score in the third quarter. And yet they punched back. And that's the thing that I'm almost more impressed with, because I think back to week six against the Colts. And we were so damn critical and rightfully so of Zach Taylor, of how just kind of conservative they got, even though they had a 21 point lead and they should have won the game and it should have been a good feeling. And instead, they blew the lead. They lost on the road. Well, this was a similar situation. How do they respond? And they responded the right way against a team that was playing to, to clinch the division against the team that really needed to get right. You said this a lot this year, how the Bengals have been kind of the get right team for, for their opponents. Well, this was a, a perfect get right moment for the Steelers that they really needed and they didn't get it. And even when it felt like they were getting the momentum, the Bengals hold them to a field goal right? Uh, to, to make it uh, 17-10 instead of 17-14. I thought that was big. And then the the couple of calls and reads and everything like that uh, to have Ryan Finley run. I, I just, it was a really good game plan. The defense set the tone early and then obviously finished it off. And it was, uh, it was a really, really big win, obviously, Jake. And this goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. The biggest by far the biggest win of the Zach Taylor era. And honestly, I think it's the biggest win since Atlanta, their last road win, the Atlanta game, which I was at in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the A.J. Green touchdown game in 2018. I think it's their biggest win in over two years. Going into this game, I, I thought, no way in hell. You know, we were talking all week, man, you, you could bet your life savings on the Steelers straight up, and and we would have lost all our money. Mm-hmm. All of it. I mean, 
I, I, I didn't conceive. I couldn't. We talk about range of outcomes. I couldn't conceive of, of this outcome. We, we talked about it off air. He's like, you, I think you asked me, like, what, what if they go out there and win? I'm like, I can't, I can't see it. I can't see it. <laughs> and, and this is exactly, I guess this is how it ha- had to happen. Like Ben literally plays perhaps the worst game of his career. And, and I mean, how many picks did the Bengals drop? Right. And yeah, four, you know, I think. The, the, at least right. Like Jackson Phillips Pratt and maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe that maybe I it's think only Phillips had two. He definitely got his hands on more than one. I'm trying to remember if he dropped two picks. But anyway, he kind of dropped it three times on that one play. So uh, <laughs> he had a great game. He, I gave him one of the game balls. I did a game ball segment before you came on and joined me. I'm, I'm just in a great mood. I, I think that's fantastic. I agree with you. The game plan was great. I mean, how impressed were you with a, you need a touchdown right now to ice the game drive and you got mm-hmm. it from Ryan yeah. Finley, from Ryan Finley and Zach Taylor against the number one defense in the NFL who I don't care how injured or not they are. You got an 80-yard drive led by the running game against mm-hmm. the best defense in the league that knew it was coming, and you threw a wrinkle at them that they weren't ready for. I mean, does, does that change? Like, I was I was thoroughly impressed with Zach Taylor on that drive. That might go away next week. Maybe it won't, but that was an incredible drive for this team. No doubt. No, And that's the thing. Like, that might be more impressive, the, the counterpunch, right? Because a lot of teams, really anyone, can come out motivated and then they force a few turnovers and you have the momentum. But what happens when the more talented team, when the hall of fame quarterback, when the dynamic wide receiver core, when they start to make plays, how do you respond? How do you respond when you drop an interception? How, how do you respond? And even after that, after that drive, and I agree with you, by the way, great, great play calling by Zach Taylor. I, I love the decision. Heck, I was talking with Ben baby of ESPN and I was like, well, Ryan Finley can't run. And that was like in the first quarter. Hold on. I got to interject. <laughs> I got to interject because Arif Hassan from the athletic, he does a Vikings for the athletic. He's like, he, he and Joe, Joe Goodberry were having a Twitter conversation. He's like, well, you could run it with Finley. And I responded to Arif. I'm like, but he's so slow. <laughs> and, right. and then he took a victory lap on me and I'll take that out every day, man. I'll take that out every day. That was a beautiful read option. Sorry. Continue and, your story. No, you're good. And it, but, but that was the conversation. And, and Ben and I are good. Like, yeah, he doesn't run. Like, Brandon Allen can move a little better, but neither one's Joe Burrow, right, well, who can run. He can move, move. But the, the design and the call and the read was so perfect that it didn't matter. I mean, if I make that read, I'm getting in, right? Like, anyone was going to get in. And it was just the, the perfect call, perfect decision, and it kept the Steelers off balance. And that's what you need to see, right? For so long, we were talking – God, we've talked about every, it seems like every damn day. And I know you got exhausted late last week or, or maybe it was yesterday. We started talking about Taylor's future and stuff like that. And it sucks to talk about it and it gets awful. But the, the reality is, is why we were talking about it. The reason was is because he wasn't out coaching. Well, I think he out coached Mike Tomlin tonight. I, oh, yeah. I do. And yep. in, 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 in that, think about saying that out loud. Like, screw the, the point spread, 14 and a half. If I would have told you before the game, oh, hey, Zach Taylor is going to outcoach Mike Tomlin, you'd be like, get the hell out of here and stop talking to me. Like, you, you, honestly, you might not have even acknowledged it. Well, it happened in real life, not in Madden, not in an, uh, a reincarnation of NFL Blitz 2020 in real life at Paul Brown Stadium. So I, I get why you're excited. I get why fans are excited. And, and you should be. 
and we have plenty of time to talk about the future and what it's going to be and all that stuff. But uh, this was a a much needed win. We know about the streaks. The eleven game losing streak to the Steelers snaps that, and uh, snaps a five game losing streak. And and I know you've mentioned this doesn't impact draft position, which is really really good. And and the prime time aspect of it too, like that that I think is great because I mean everyone in the world is expecting in the second half the Steelers come out. I, I follow a couple national guys on Twitter, obviously, and you see everyone. Oh, this is going to be. A bungling of epic proportions. Nope. Nope. Not tonight. Not this (laughs) one beautiful, perfect night. I fell in love with Von Bell. The secondary played great. Geo played great. Zach Taylor had the Pittsburgh defense on its heels. It was it was beautiful. Does this give you any I I, I've like I said, I think this is the most surprising victory for the Bengals since Chad Johnson guaranteed victory over the chiefs in 2003. Do you get any 2003 chiefs game vibes from this at all? Oh, I don't know about that. Um, I, I'm not there. Cause that, that team was kind of on the rise already. And this, it, that was like a gauge. Right. Um, but, but, but what this could be, and I'm not trying to be, you know, negative here, but what this could be is, and we've talked a lot about comparing Zach Taylor to other coaches, right? Joe judge and Brian Flores. Well, what did Brian Flores do last year? He beat the Patriots, right? They, they won. They went five and four down the stretch in Miami. The Bengals aren't going to do that. But if you have a good showing this week and then you can build on it next week and then you feel good about yourself going into that week 17 matchup against the Ravens, and that doesn't mean win out, but you just have good showings where it just it feels like they're buttoned up and they're well coached because, again, they're going to be t- short on talent in all three of their or all, all two of their remaining games now. Uh, then I, I do think that you can feel that momentum. So I, I think it's more of a th- this could be the the win we look back on if things turn out right as the kind of the switch, the same way the Dolphins l- look at it like, oh, yeah, remember when the Dolphins beat the Patriots last year? Well, we got our guy. I don't think it we're there yet, but maybe this is the point if things go that route. And I'm not even willing to say that. I don't even know. I mean, hell, the, the game ended a couple hours ago. I don't know how I feel yet about Taylor long-term or anything like that. I don't think we should react in the moment, but, uh, you know, too much. But it, it was uh, it was a well-coached game, and like I said, he out-coached Mike Tomlin, which uh, is a hell of a coaching job. Here, I have a question for you. You're asking me questions. I, you, you had to have done this. I can feel you smile through the phone. We're not looking at each other. I'm joining you on my cell phone, which is what I have to do at Paul Brown Stadium when we when we're recording remotely like this. Uh, Jake, are you, uh, how was that woo? How was the woo and all you listeners out there before Jake answers, I want you to tweet me how the woo was because I I need to, and I'm going to go back and listen, but I I want to, I want your reaction in real time. I want you to grade yourself, Jake. How was it? I I have extenuating circumstances that, that I couldn't go all out. I couldn't go all out and I really wanted to, but there's a sleeping child living with my landlords above me. Oh, and, and so <laughs> you couldn't deliver a huge woo in the biggest win of the Zach Taylor era. It might be five more years before you're feeling like this against Pittsburgh, man. It's pretty Wake good. Wake that kid up. It's pretty good. It's still good. I just, I just, like I said, I just couldn't go all out. I, I still think it's, it's pretty good, but okay. I, I only have one take and I, I couldn't be as loud as I, you know, it, it's pretty good. But I, I just want everybody to like, I, I don't know. I'm a respectful tenant. I have a good relationship with my landlords. I have a good deal. Like I, I'm not going to screw that up. 
Um, but, but what were I you doing? You. I was I was wooing because my football team won. Yeah, that's a good way to get on your landlord's bad side. Yeah, I mean they know I've got a podcast, <laughs> but uh, I, I've I've had to ask them to be quiet before. You know, like sh- shoveling snow off the deck that's right above where I record or something. You know, but. It's all good. It was it was a good woo. And we have to wrap up the show here. And I get to say something for the first time in a very long time. But I am going to put a uh, listener's disclaimer here. If you've got kids in the car with you or something, well, you have a good one. If you don't have kids in the car, I, I get to say two things at the end of this show. First, I get to say, who day? And I feel great about it. And then I get to say, fuck the Steelers and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.